I'm Mikevelyn Smith, and this is House Rules. Welcome to episode 15. I wasted a bunch of time when I was freshly married and a new mom waiting for better circumstances so I could finally turn our house into a home. Limitations stopped me from moving forward, and sadly, I believed I didn't have the resources to make meaningful change. I couldn't have been more wrong, and I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I did. By the end of today's episode, you'll no longer see limitations as something to be avoided. You might even hope to have a few, and you'll know how to find your resource superpower. When we moved into our fixer-upper, we knew we'd be removing walls from the kitchen. It was the first kitchen reno of any sort that we've really ever done, and I was excited and nervous. Kitchens are the most expensive room in the house to renovate, and I had a tight budget. Also, what if I make awful decisions and hate everything? Although we could remove some walls and we stole some space from a hallway, we still had to work with the outline of the room. The tricky part was the main interior kitchen wall backed up to the basement stairwell. So we had a 10-foot wall to put the stove on, but about 18 inches from the left side of the stove or the range, we were unable to put cabinets there because right behind that wall in the kitchen was actually the top of the landing to the basement. It was truly the only place in that small house for the stairs to go. So we were able to add a big island in the kitchen, but it was a little bit of an eyesore, that flat, useless piece of wall to the left of the stove that was kind of in the middle of the kitchen. When you're laying out a room, especially the bones of a room, I've learned you can't go wrong creating as much symmetry as possible. You want to center things together using existing windows or doors to go off of so you can create a sense of balance. This room was really tough because I couldn't create symmetry or balance with the cabinets because of the basement landing. I had a problem that I didn't feel like I had the resources to solve. Stupid house builders, right? I knew what we couldn't do. We couldn't move the stairs or move the kitchen or center the stove. And I knew the main problem was creating visual symmetry we could do without the cabinet storage. So now this was a cosmetic problem to solve. We figured out that behind the wall to the stairwell, there was a good 8 to 10 inches of wasted space. And that gave me my answer. We ended up opening the wall to create kind of an inset set of three open shelves. I painted the wall in the inset black and Chad found some rustic wood he cut and put in the shelves. So now, suddenly, I had a little focal point to style. Now we had some more balance in the kitchen. Not only that, the open shelf area was really fun to get to play with and change up every season. My white dishes popped against the black wall And it was extremely photogenic, which is a bonus for me. I loved it. And if I hadn't been forced to get creative because of that weird basement stairwell situation, I probably wouldn't have added open shelves to our kitchen and never ended up with a special little corner of the house. Bonus, a few years later, Better Homes and Gardens reached out and wanted to photograph our kitchen. Well, guess what? Got a close up. Yep. That little recessed open shelf area that started out being the bane of my existence. 
Since then, I started paying close attention to the little parts of homes that often magazines feature, and I realized that a lot of the times, the most intriguing or inspiring and attention-worthy parts of everyone's homes often began their life as a limitation. Maybe the closet under the stairs that's too odd-shaped for storage. It becomes a children's reading nook, or the awkward little window next to the door suddenly looks adorable with a custom window box full of flowers and trailing vines. Maybe you have an old telephone niche in the hall or a shelf. It's perfect for your favorite vase. It's not about wishing away your limitations. Rather, it's about what you can do with them. Limitations can be addressed in many ways. I used to believe that money was the only way to solve problems, especially decorating problems. (laughs) Having a hefty decorating or house budget is really wonderful, but it's only one way to create change. When you have money, you can hire help. You can pay for high quality items and faster shipping, but money doesn't solve every decorating issue. In my house, there wasn't another place to put the stairs to the basement. This was not an issue for money to solve. Sometimes money can solve a problem, but many times a solution is better if we don't instantly throw money at it. If you've been around me for a while, you know I love this quote by Henry Matisse. Much of the beauty that arises in art comes from the struggle an artist wages with his limited medium. You are the artist and your home is art. Let me paraphrase that quote to make sense for us. Much of the beauty that you create in your home comes from the problems you solve with your limited resources. So that means that lots of beauty actually comes from solving problems within limitations. Want more beauty? Maybe you need more limitations. Suddenly, those limitations don't sound so bad, which is why a long time ago, I started referring to them as lovely limitations. Now, when I'm faced with a weird issue in my home and no obvious way to solve it, I get a little bit excited. I've got a lovely limitation and limitations, they lead to innovations. What do you do if you don't have unlimited money? Be happy because you have an opportunity to create beauty out of your limited resources. What resources? Well, I think we have a lot of resources if we stop and consider them. When Chad and I first got married, I didn't have much money, but we lived in Florida where the secondhand furniture stores were on every corner. I couldn't believe how many stores full of old furniture there were, and I really enjoyed picking through them. Often the stores were so packed that the furniture was piled on top of each other, sometimes to the ceiling. And not to worry, although I didn't have the resource of money, I did have the resource of time. I could walk slowly through the store considering what we needed. I could look closely at the options, comparing them with pieces from another store. I could wake up early and go to yard sales, which I often did. I could get to know where all the best thrift stores were and visit them time and time again. I found some of my favorite items that I still use today almost 30 years ago because I had time to look at a million pieces of furniture I didn't want in order to find the few that I did. Now, if you have time, you might spend it looking through Facebook Marketplace. Maybe you'll find local antique malls, estate sales, and yard sales. Unless you have a deadline, like maybe listing your house for sale or a baby being born, most of us have time. 
even if our lives are full. If you're like me, you might be impatient, but taking your time can be a wonderful way to pay attention to the decisions that you're making and what does and doesn't work for you. Home is not a race. There is no finish line. I want you to know that I raised three boys and we never once had one of those laundry rooms with the beautiful individual cubbies where they each could hang their backpacks, their hats, their coats, their hockey gear and shoes. Did I love those rooms and want one? Absolutely. Did it matter in the scheme of life that we never had it? Nope. I had to get creative with where my boys put their stuff. We got an armoire for the back porch and some clothes storage for the jackets. I ended up with a boot tray for shoes. And for a few years, my boys threw their backpacks behind the love seat in the living room when they were done with their homework. I created solutions that worked for us that still let me have a pretty and functional home. Even though I never got my dream mudroom, we ended up running out of time before our boys grew up. But the goal wasn't actually to have a photogenic, amazing mudroom. The goal was to have a beautiful, functional home. And we did. If you do have deadlines, no worries. That probably means that you have the resource of motivation. There are two types of motivation and one, I don't know, it could feel a little bit negative, uh, but really it's more about the fact that you might be embarrassed or have regret or it might make life harder on yourself. So if you don't have something pressing uh, with a date, like having a baby or like we said, or maybe wanting to finish the nursery or you have someone moving back home or maybe you're putting your house on the market and you need to get some projects done, those are all a form of motivation. However, there is another type of motivation. This one's my favorite. It comes from being excited about starting, working on, or completing something and implementing your ideas. This happens when you're inspired. Inspiration leads to motivation, and it is my favorite type of decorating resource. When I'm inspired to do something in my home, it's the single most powerful thing that leads me to action. If I see a photo of a family room that I love and it inspires me to make changes in my room, watch out. No matter how much time, how much money, how much energy or freedom or access to goods I have, I will tap into my creativity and figure out a way to make changes. And I bet you will too. For me, great inspiration is like spinach to Popeye, or it's like when Pac-Man eats the Energizer pellets and becomes invincible. To me, inspiration is an Energizer pellet. Watch out limitations. If you have other resources but don't have motivation, then nothing will really change. So if we want change, one thing we can focus on is simply seeking out inspiration. This is why I will always love design shows, shelter magazines, Pinterest, and Instagram. They are nonstop sources of inspiration, and if we use them correctly, they can become the biggest resource for change. There are a lot of other types of resources, and if you'd like for me to tell you about 11 of my favorite resources for change, I created a little mini course inside the Cozy community that I'm going to go ahead and offer here to you as a podcast listener for free. So we'll have a link 
in the show notes to the mini course. It's a quick 20-minute slide-based mini course you can watch with your kids if you want. If you're already part of the Cozy community, you already have access to the Remember Your Resources mini course. It's in your library at the Academy of Home. When you face a room full of decisions, I don't want you to begin by focusing on what you don't have. I want you to be encouraged by remembering the resources that you do have. I promise you have something that will help you make meaningful change in your home today. This is your personal invitation to join the 100,000 people already on my weekly Cozy Minimal email list. You can expect pretty encouragement in your inbox every Thursday, September through May.